The 8 o'clock hour is underway. I want to tell you about Mark Miller being our title sponsorship. DJ and PK in the morning is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And I am brought to you because our next guest has seen to it to employ me. Because without him, I'm nothing. Good morning, Scott, Scott Gerard. Good morning, PK. How are you? I am doing great. I owe all my success, whatever limited amount that I've had, to Scott R. Gerard. It's actually H. <laughs> Scotty H.G.? <laughs> yeah, how about that? No name, uh, just an initial. What my I parents th- didn't love me. My oh, parents really? didn't love me enough to give me a middle name. It's just an uh, initial. Well, they knew you had some big things in store later on where that initial was going to come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two sisters, and one is named Patty, and I'm my father. I'm a junior, so we took the name Pat and derivatives thereof and ran with it in three of the five. Wow. And we have middle, init- we have middle names, uh, but my other sister does not have a middle name. They didn't give her a middle name. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, so she's, I guess they forgot. I don't know. Of course, she's very different from us. She's smart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is she the, uh, super, uh, the, uh, the uh, well, what was it? Uh, she was um, uh, school? a principal, administrator, principal, yeah, there you and go. then she worked for the school district and yada, yada. Yeah, she has her doctorate. And speaking of, you know, I don't like to get into controversial topics with you, but what do you think of the controversy regarding uh, Joe Biden's wife when she was a doctor and put the DR before her name, you know, and it wasn't a medical doctor. And you remember around December, that was uh, controversial, you know, if you recall, you know, where do you stand on that? So um, Jazz looked good last night. I thought that was a nice win. No, Cleveland's not anything worth chatting about, but hey, you ran him out of the building. That's the most important thing. I'd rather chat about Steve Cleveland or the <laughs> uh, golf equipment, the Cleveland golf equipment, than the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Agreed. Although I'd rather talk more about that than, uh, than, uh, than anything politics. I've already got my hand slapped too many times on that. So. Oh, yeah. Keep my mouth shut. Oh, oh, what is this, the big show? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, Gordon Mons is going to join me tomorrow as DJ is taking a couple days off. (laughs) My sister told me she did get a uh, Christmas card from somebody who was uh, quite upset about all the goings-on, and this person was right-leaning, and... um, so in this guy wrote a letter and he was complaining about all this stuff and he included the doctor thing. And so my sister's man threw the thing card in the mail and said, we're not sending him a card back. And I said, no, you fool. You should have sent the card back and made sure you signed it. Dr. Janet. <laughs> she goes, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Come on, you got to put those jersey roots to good work. Yes, you know, you yes. 
You just don't ignore somebody. You get the payback and make it Right. Count. Yeah, I know, and I, I'm surprised, you know, because she has more jersey in her than me because she didn't yeah. move out to Arizona until she was in her 20s. I moved out when I was 13 years old. My two sisters were much older when they moved out. Uh, they were married and adults. I was a child because I'm way yeah. younger than both of them. So uh, she said, yeah, I should have done that. I said, yeah, that's the funny part. That would have been hilarious. So the doctor thing on that. There you go. All right. Wanted to bring you on to talk to you about Utah State. Now, uh, Hartwell did some media stuff yesterday, and there was some talk that uh, as of Friday during the day, this wasn't looking like it was going to happen. Could you take us through that timeline? So, and it's interesting because it kind of lines up with with what I had heard because on Friday, you know, there's some rumblings going on. And so I actually said on the show, because I talked to people that, up at Utah State that said it wasn't happening, that uh, Craig Smith was going to stay at Utah State. And so I had, uh, and I kind of relayed that a little bit on the air. I didn't come strong and say he wasn't coming, but I had heard from a lot of people up there that uh, Craig Smith had given some assurances that, that he was not going to go to, uh, he was not going to take the University of Utah job if it was offered. Um, the, uh, and, and yesterday on our show and later in a press conference, John Hartwell said the same thing. He said, hey, look, they told us at 3 o'clock that nothing was happening, and then at 9 o'clock it was done. But he also said that there, he doesn't think there was anything nefarious going on, that it was just once, you know, whether it was Johnny Bryant or whoever said no, that it was ultimately uh, – that, uh, that 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 the spotlight that went on on Craig Smith and Craig decided not to take it. So, or Craig decided to take it. So to take it, yeah. That's the timeline he got. He doesn't think it was anything over the top bad, but that's that's where he's at. Well, there's some things going on involved there. Obviously, that I think part of it is Craig Smith knew he had a good situation in Logan, so you don't just don't uh, leave uh, on a whim that you have to give it some serious consideration there. So that possibly could be one. And then uh, I'm not naive enough to know, uh, to not think that uh, potentially more cash. Yeah, for sure. Nothing wrong with that. And I agree with, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, I agree with John. I think that at the end of the day, um, Craig, you know, Craig at that point didn't think he was leaving. Like, I don't think anything was, was, you know, underhanded or anything like that. I just think things went really quickly. And there may have been some conversations and, Probably there was something said that said, hey, look, we really think that, you know, this guy's going to take the job. Um, so, you know, if he does, we're going to go in that direction. And then when they found out he wasn't, you know, what Johnny Bryan or whoever didn't take the job, then it was uh, then it was Craig's job. And look, the, the money is too was too good. I mean, you and I would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, each person's got to make his or her own decisions on that, and those are tough decisions to be made. And if you can drive up the salary, now we had a, you and I exchanged some communication over the weekend, and the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. A little bit of the Kyle Whittingham way back when, going back 16, 17 years, at 8 o'clock at night, he was not taking the Utah job. He was taking the BYU job. And that had been uh, reported, and at that time it was accurate. And yeah. I, I had spoke to Mr. Whittingham that night, and you could tell that it was weighing on him big time. 
And then uh, three hours later or so, he decides he's taking that job at Utah. And clearly, he made the right decision. I think that's where his heart was, and that's where he belonged. And so he decided to stay and be elevated from D coordinator to head coach. And he's going to retire as the winningest coach in Utah history. So obviously, he made the right decision. Uh, remains to be seen if Craig Smith did. Uh, I listened to all of his stuff on Saturday. And I found that uh, typical Craig Smith, man. He said, <laughs> I, think, I, I think we got a good nucleus. I'm saying, well, wait a second. That nucleus got Larry Kostowiak fired. And that nucleus is losing Allen and Plummer. So I'm not sure yeah. they have a good nucleus. But I also think that this program, and I covered that program in the 90s, they need to have all sorts of enthusiasm back into the program. And so that's why I think Smith was an excellent choice by Mark Harlan. You were on the front line, so to speak, of that enthusiasm and the job that Craig Smith did speak to that as far as being able to get that program and get everybody in Logan excited about it. Well, and that's what I, uh, I tweeted that out when, when it came out. Look, there's, I can't guarantee Utah fans Pac-12 wins. I can't guarantee you NCAA tournament trips because I, I don't know how that transition is going to go from a win-loss standpoint. But what I can guarantee you is what we've seen already, that he'll win the press conference. He'll bring a ton of enthusiasm. Uh, he'll have that same kind of energy that, uh, and again, I'm not drawing the comparisons in terms of wins and losses, but he's got that same kind of Urban Meyer-esque, especially in the early 2000s when Urban was at Utah, where he's going to do everything he can to put butts in the seats and bring a certain level of excitement and energy back to that program where he wants that Huntsman Center to be rocking. He wants that student section to be great like he used to be. And he's going to do everything in his power to help make it happen. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, he's, he's a ball of energy. Uh, he'll go out and meet anybody at any Kiwanis club or whatever he needs to do to make sure that there's excitement to that program. Uh, and that's, that's what you can count on with him. He's incredible working with the media. Uh, he, he's, he's great trying to get the image and the excitement back to a program. And I think that's, I think you hit it on the head. I think so what Utah needs initially right now is some level of excitement, not just some, here we go again, you know, and I'd love really Kaskoviak. I think he's a great guy as well. Um, and a great person, but you need somebody who's going to do everything in his power to promote that program. That's what Craig Smith's going to bring initially. Scott Gerard, who is the play-by-play -play broadcaster for uh, Utah State football and basketball, joining us here. You also hear him from 10 to 2 on the zone with Hans Olsen. I, I want to talk to you about the recruiting aspect of it because recruiting is a big deal, and uh, Alex Markham of Rivals re uh, reported that he's bringing back uh, Slocum, who was down at UNLV, used to be at Utah as an assistant coach, and those guys have a history together. It was at uh, in Colorado, they had it uh, somewhere along the line. Anyway, that's one of these the places, uh, one of the staff uh, spots is going to be filled. Yeah. As far as recruiting goes, uh, you know, he had uh, good teams, great teams. He brought in Cada, right? He recruited Cada yeah. yeah. to Utah State. Uh, the nucleus of a program that went to the NCAAs three years, and they didn't go last year, but they had won it, so they were going to go. Uh, there was no tournament. Uh, who was he responsible for bringing in, and who did he inherit? Well, obviously the big one he inherited was Sam Merrill, uh, Quinn Taylor, um, 
you know, uh, Abel Porter. Um, you know, those are the guys that uh, got in there the first year with Kata. Uh, and then after that, uh, you look at, uh, I think he's brought in really a couple of really good pieces on this year's team, although super young. You know, I think uh, you, you look at the uh, uh, the overseas players that he brought, um, Sheeman Sapala, you're not, you know, we only saw just a brief moment of, but, but they anticipate he'll be good. Max Scholga is another international player they're really excited about. They got some time. Um, but, the, you know, obviously a heavy, heavy dose over the, at least the first two years uh, were, were Tim Durier and, and even, you know, Sam Merrill is even a Stu Morrill guy. Uh, that's how far back he went uh, with the mission and everything. So, you know, the questions are right. I mean, and I think it's, it's, it's valid about, you know, what did he do on, you know, with players that, that he brought in and your initial thought was always going to go to Namish Keita. That was going to be the guy that he brought. And, and the lead recruiter on that's Eric Peterson, who I anticipate here in the next two days is going to be announced on that staff at the University of Utah. I'm, I'm uh, 99% sure Eric Peterson is going to end up at the University of Utah. So with him and Slocum, and, you know, Petey was a guy that went to Portugal and pretty much lived there for a month to make sure that they got Namiya Keita. So he's a tremendous uh, recruiter, especially on the international scene. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm fairly certain you're going to hear him announced as a University of Utah uh, on, that, on that staff as well. So, uh, you know, I, we didn't really get a chance to see a lot of what he could do recruiting, but by all accounts, it sounds like, you know, he'll, he'll knock it out of the park. Okay, he's going to have to. I mean, you can bring all the enthusiasm yep. in the world, but you got to have players. I mean, it's just 100% right. Yep. And, and that's uh, one thing we've one all thing, learned. One thing with him, though, he's really particular on recruits. And um, there were a few transfers that he had a chance to bring in um, this last offseason, and he just didn't feel like it was right. And, okay. you know, so, so he's very particular on his locker room. He wants to make sure that the locker room's sound. He doesn't want to bring in um, players that just don't seem to fit. You know, there was a player that uh, was Southern Utah's best player this year, Torian Knight, um, or John Knight, excuse me, who uh, led Southern Utah in scoring. He started at Utah State right. and just didn't quite fit. And uh, then he transferred to Southern Utah, and he's had a tremendous career. That's a that's a Craig Smith recruit right there. So, you know, he's very particular with locker room. If he doesn't feel like it's a good fit locker room-wise, then he's probably going to try to move on from a player. So we can say he has the second best locker room in America. Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has the first, don't you? Uh, it'd be the Jazz, right? No, be Mark Pope. He says that all the time. Best oh, locker yeah. room in America. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, so Scott Gerard joining us. Uh, now we turn our attention to what's going to happen in Logan because they've got to get a basketball coach and. You know, they've had a pretty good basketball tradition, too, and we've all been in the spectrum when that place is rocking and, you know, great. Reminds me of, uh, uh, what's the place, Dukes? What's their Cameron, you know? Cameron Indoor, yeah. Yeah, it's not super big, but uh, it's a lot of student sex uh, support, and uh, we get the community involved, and you got a whale of a home court advantage. So there's a lot to sell for Utah State. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as where they're going? It's uh, a good question. I think that uh, John Hartwell keeps everything really close to the vest. I think the most obvious one out there that makes a lot of sense uh, is Tim Miles. And I think you covered Tim and saw him a little bit when yep. you were oh, on the sure. basketball beat back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I think there's some 
I think there's some mutual interest there. He's been out of the game for a year or two after getting uh, let go at Nebraska. But Craig mm-hmm. Smith was on his staff at Colorado State and at, right. uh, and in Nebraska. So I think that's one that could be out there. Um, I think I would look at uh, Chris Burgess and uh, Cody Fuger. I think those are both two great options at BYU. Um, and then I think that there's um, – you know some other uh, the Eric Peterson thing. I think uh, he's he was he was the lead assistant under Craig, and uh, I think that he may have had some interest. But ultimately, I think he's going to end up at the University of Utah. Like I said, I think that's going to be announced here in the next uh, day or two that he's going to University of Utah. So um, I'd say Tim Miles probably, but uh, knowing John Hartwell, he will announce somebody that you've never heard of. And then it will eventually be really good. So, I mean, he's knocked it out of the park with Craig Smith. The Gary Anderson thing, I don't think, was ultimately his call or something that the direction he was really interested in going in initially when uh, bringing him back to Utah State. The Blake Anderson hire uh, has brought a lot of excitement to the program. Obviously, we don't know how that's going to be until we start playing some games here in the fall. But he's everywhere he's gone, he's made really good hires. And I think uh, hopefully he can do the, do the same again. So I listened to him. He was on with you guys and then uh, had some media availability. And one of the things that caught my ear when he was on with the media availability was talking about uh, how he's if he has to go through this every three or four years because he's hired a great coach, he's willing to do that as opposed to hiring an average coach and being okay for a decade. And so I thought about that, and it's like, all right, and sort of like what Chris Hill uh, would used to say at Utah was that if, if the guys are good, they're going to come after you and come after them, and that's just the way it is. Now, interestingly, you know, the only guy who left uh, was Urban. Uh, the other yeah. guys didn't leave, and Kyle's not leaving, uh, because, and I think in large part because he is a, a Utah guy. And, and knowing Kyle like I do, one of his greatest accomplishments, he's going to leave as the winningest coach in Utah football history. That's a given. But if you ask him, one of his greatest accomplishments that he's most proud of is that his four children all went to the same schools. Went grade school, junior high, high school. Uh, and then and I think they all went to the U of U, too, for that matter. And as a family guy, that matters a lot. And that weighed on him, and I think that helped in, in a large part keeping him local. Uh Can Utah State find a balance in that way of getting somebody who really wants to be in Logan and that's where he's developed and made his life and put down his roots? Or does the pay prevent it in terms of, well, if they're really, really good, you, Stacy, Craig Smith, these types of things, that's just what they're going to have to deal with? Well, I mean, you're going to have to – I mean, they had that essentially with Stu Morrill. Yes, they for did. a long time, and Stu won a ton of games, and I think Stu was kind of that Kyle Whittingham um, belief that, you know, look, I just want to stay here, and, and he flirted, and I think, you know, Kyle Whittingham, I think, had some opportunities, a Tennessee job, you know, what, eight, nine, ten years ago, so there's been some opportunities out there, but you've got to find that unique guy that is willing to stay there um, and and willing to embrace the community, and because, you know, it's a, it's a good community up there, but when you have a chance to double or triple your salary uh, doing the same work, uh, it's, it's hard to turn that down. So, yeah, it's going to take a unique person to take that. And I think, look, I think John Harwell's right. Like, look, if we're winning games, we're going to get phone calls and 
guys are going to move on. Matt Wells, you know, nearly tripled his salary. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know what would have happened if Kyle Whittingham stayed at Utah, but Utah was still in the Mountain West. And now he's, you know, now he's yeah, very yeah, yeah. well compensated in regards to everybody oh, else sure. in the country at the P5 yep. level. Yeah. But, you know, would he have stayed the whole time had he, they been in the Mountain West and they could only afford, yeah. you know, 1.5, 1.6 million and somebody comes in and says, we're going to offer you a four? I don't know. You know, it's, right. it's, it's, right. it's an interesting world Utah State's stuck in right now. That's an interesting point. Scott Gerard joining us. Yeah, when you think about that, the, the he didn't he got a new job in a sense without moving and taking a new job <laughs> because of yeah. the change of uh, going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. Uh, uh, before we let you go, a couple of things. Do uh, you think that sometimes when coaches leave, there's fallout, players leave? We know Kate has already put his name in the draft, which is obvious to me. He's an NBA player as I watched him. I thought defensively he was just a beast this past season. So i got to believe there's a spot for him in the NBA somewhere. And so do you anticipate anybody taking off? And then what's the timeline to get a new coach in there? Well, um, John Hartwell mentioned with us yesterday he wants it done by uh, mid to end of next week. And so he'll be at the Final Four this weekend um, where – you know there's you know a yeah. bunch of and i don't know what it's going to be like this year with the covid but there's always a lot of coaches floating around at the final four so he wants to use that opportunity i'm sure to talk to some people um so i think in the next you know 8 9 days you're going to have a new coach at uh, at utah state um then- as far as other players leaving as of right now and kata by the way the kata news wasn't related to craig smith he was always going to leave and he should for sure oh yeah um, yeah it was it was the right thing to do for him right. and 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 his point right now um, I, you know, as of right now, everybody's staying put. Um, Alfonso Anderson put his name in the portal, but he was always going to, uh, try to, uh, test the water somewhere else. That was, you know, a week or so before the Craig Smith news broke. So as of right now, everybody's staying put. I got to imagine there'll be one or two just because that's the way it always seems to go when you have a coaching change. But I don't, I would be surprised if it's a mass exodus of players going somewhere else. One other thing I lied, Utah State and Utah, you think they can get a series going? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I just don't think that's a priority for the University of Utah right now. And Utah State wants a home and home. And um, unless, uh, and I think that you know, I don't know what what has spurred that. Um, if I'm Craig Smith, I don't know if I really want to go up to the Spectrum and Logan. Um, so I, I would be surprised if it gets back on the schedule on a regular basis. There might be, uh, might be something that pops up here and there, but I don't think it'll happen. On a reg, on you know, on a yearly thing like BYU and Utah State. All right, Scotty, what you got coming up today? Busy show. Um, David Locke makes his weekly appearance. You know how that usually goes. We don't talk, and he talks a lot. Um, <laughs> and we'll also have Jay Hill on and uh, talk about the Hell Mary that may have saved their season and are run at a national championship. And just broke my heart as a former Northern Arizona University lumberjack. Well, let's be honest. Your memories of NAU are pretty vague. I'm sure. For various uh, reasons. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scotty, thanks for joining us. Listen, look forward to listening to you in a couple hours. You got it, man. Appreciate it. All right, that's Scott Javard giving us the lowdown on Craig Smith, how he's going to do at Utah, and uh, what's going to happen at Utah State. Obviously, he is the play-by-play voice for Utah State Aggie football and men's basketball. 